What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the North Bros Outdoors Podcast, episode 77. I am Nick Beto. I'm Jared, a.k.a. Timmy. I'm Flash. And our fourth seat is open. <clears throat> we could say that's for Jacob, but... uh, It's spooky season, so... <laughs> He's in spirit. It, it is spooky season. Um, well, jumping right into it, before we get into what the fellas have been up to... We've been doing a weekly uh, sports update. Now, I don't remember last week if the Twins season was over. I don't think it was. Not quite. But it is now. So the Twins are done. Nobody saw that one. Timmy's like, yeah, uh-huh, tell me something. Well, you were saying they were winning, and then they... And then they, they were and then they were losing. And then they lost. And then they lost. lost. <laughs> uh, How the, about them wild? The, the wild is one that we can start, start talking about. They Last I checked, they're one and one. Yep, one on one. Season opener went really good. Brock Faber got the first goal of the year on his rookie season. Well, you could say it's his official it's rookie his, season. His first full rookie season. Yeah. And then the Vikings actually squeaked out a win. Yeah, I should have. I don't know. I bet it against them on picks, and that didn't go my favor. <laughs> Same with the Niners. Yeah, and then my Niners lost. Uh, Brock Purdy had his first. Um, first loss as a regular season starter so that uh that wraps up our sports update like we're not a sports podcast we just kind of open with that every week just kind of keeping track of the fellas favorite teams timmy do you have a favorite yes you do what is it timmy for what football the packers i will have to agree with timmy on this one because Your your favorite team is the packers Here's my reasoning. It's a family thing. I don't really get a choice. So Otherwise, my grandma will shun me. Your grandma will get mad at you if you say that you don't like the Packers? Yep. Does she listen to the podcast? No. No. My brother does, though, and he's a big Packer fan. So, What's he been up to? We haven't had uh, Senior Flash on <laughs> in a while. Should have drug him along. Uh, he's at work right now. He's working like the night shift. The second shift, you could say as a nurse so flash you're talking a lot quieter than you normally do yeah it's these headphones are are messing with me a little bit but i think that's just fine you guys haven't complained the other fellas that were on last week uh wixa wick wixa <laughs> wixel and micah both uh they were complaining about it about third actually before i even hit record they were whining about how they could they could hear themselves I don't think it's that bad because now you can tell if you're like really far away and you can't hear. You can tell like when you're getting too close really and fast. loud. And, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> nice. Timmy, do you listen to the episodes that you're on too? Uh, yeah. See, do you have an issue listening to your own voice? No. See, those guys are saying that they can't do it. Like, it's tough for them. I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. Like, I, I guess can after like the first or second podcast that I've been on, you get used to it. I mean, it, it's not like a... It is weird. I, I will give them that. Like, when you first start, or you're like, I remember back in the day when we first started yeah. our, our first one and, and listening to it, it's like, God, you... Oh, this is cringy. You sound like an idiot. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, the headphones are... are they're they're going to help. I think they're going to help. Definitely. So, what what have you fellas been up to? You guys haven't been on in, uh, in a while. Well, I'll go first. Um, just working and studying a lot and that's pretty much all i've been doing but you passed today i i hope so for the future by next week i hope so journeyman timmy 
I've been working and uh, some weekend projects here and there, and I've been also studying a lot for an upcoming test in the future. Hopefully to join that club that Timmy's about to join. But I've been busy with helping out with my dad's projects at home and taking docs out and we even got down to the Honeyland. Gosh, that was in the middle of September, wasn't it? Probably. I mean Yeah, it was I remember you you went down there a couple weeks ago. But before we get into that, how long ago was it that you were on when you were talking about your uh the storage bin or storage shed that you guys have that oh, the roof collapsed that was like this spring like the tournament success one that we had that podcast so how's that looking now I'd it's looking great um that's had a lot of lot to do with what projects yeah yep actually this last weekend i was blowing in insulation i'm i sent you guys a couple of videos of that that was yep that, i'm sure that was fun that's never fun it, it just is what it is somebody's got to do it and i'm i'm the little man on the totem pole i guess <laughs> and i get to draw that straw and uh that uh, that sh- shed has came a long ways. We got 14 by 40 feet is living quarters. So there's a bathroom, small kitchen, small bedroom, small living room, oh, nothing nice. huge. And it's all facing the lake. So like the kitchen window, the bathroom window, all that, all those windows are facing the lake. Nice lake view. Yep, nice lake view. And it's a nice flat lot too, but they have a camper down next to the lake right now. So that's about, I think it's like, hundred yards away from nice. the shore so or the shed is did it have living quarters in it before? no it had a bathroom in it before and it was all liner panel and it was heated for my grandpa's semi when he drove truck but he sold the semi probably about six years ago so he hasn't they haven't heated it since then mm-hmm. nice so it's a uh, looking a lot better than the two doors that are in it one used to be a sliding door that you had to like slide open manually. Now it's two uh, overhead doors, so it's click a button. And you're you're in the building, so it's nice that way. Light and, work. Yep. I mean, it's we lost a little bit of storage room, but really didn't lose that much because we got rid of some other stuff that got damaged in the collapse of the building. So not like we really lost much room for storage. What we need in there, like. We put our pontoon boat and then our fishing boat that goes in there and got enough what you need. Yep, got enough what we need, just enough space. So, did you guys see Clam release the video mm. of their new ice fishing products? The new hub. I watched the the new hub. That's the only one I've seen of their new products. Well, they got a handful of them. They got like a <clears throat> it's like a sixteen or seventeen minute video. Of all that, they go through all their rods, tackle. Uh, I, I did see parts of that video, but that that's a little spoiler alert of of one of our upcoming episodes. We'll do that when we start closing in on ice fishing season, which really we're kind of starting to already. But I don't think any of us have our minds on ice fishing yet. We're all kind of, for the most part, we're in full swing of of hunting mode. Yeah, I'd really like to get out and shoot some pheasant and then get this deer season over with and then we can talk about ice fishing. I'd like to say the same thing, but I've already thought about ice fishing. Well, uh, we're that's kind of our that's kind of our jam. It's inevitable. It's hard. But between that and and four wheeling, I would say those two things are the hot spots. Are the hot the hot spots, but we're kind of 
starting to get more into the hunting game as well. I know this is my, as I've said in previous episodes, this is my fifth season of bow hunting. And I did not make it out at all last weekend. I did make it out pheasant hunting again, but that was it was pretty tough. But, um, yeah, I mean, deer deer season is already underway for a lot of people that are bow hunting. And then you've already had some, some youth seasons that have gone through. You've got some early season muzzleloader that is already going. Yeah. We're working our way through that right now. None of us, I don't believe, are muzzleloader unless my Uncle Jake is. I'm not sure. He's going to be on one of these next couple weeks. Um, he's got a target buck that he's going after. Uh, Jared, my other uncle, he also has... Actually, I don't know if he has any bucks that he's going after, but he's still got a couple tags. we still got a handful of tags that are floating around. Um, I did not get a rifle tag this year. But you guys did. So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of get into early season. Well, not really early season because rifle season is always, you know, in the early to mid-November. But early season as in before season, like Flash, what you do on your guys' property. And then kind of what our strategies are going to be going into rifle season. And then... Timmy went and bought a new Pew Pew. I did. So we've been kind of waiting on this one for a little while. We we're going to do it a little bit later when we got closer to season. Mm. but It's coming up. It's, it's close it's, enough. It's now. getting close now, and, and nobody in the on the team has been um, – well, they've all been out bow hunting here and there, but, but we figured this would be a, a good week to get our first rifle hunting episode on the books for this year and there most likely will be just like last year um all of the deer all the tags that get punched will have their own episodes coming up this fall so with that who wants to go first should i talk a little bit about preseason? yeah you can talk about it and i'll explain all the stuff that i've done because we we do a little bit more in depth so my group that I hunt with, it's 12 to 14 of us per year, and it's we we kind of party hunt. That's that's legal in Minnesota. As long as you're within a shouting distance, you can party hunt and fill each other's tags. So we kind of split up into two groups. There's the 80 acres that we nor- own north of our cabin that we built, and then there's 40 acres that we own, but we also have permission to hunt. 80 acres that is attached to that 40 or right next to that 40 that we have permission to hunt that and we've had that permission for years and so on our property my parents property that we that i hunt we actually do plant food plots and maintain trails like we we have a brush mower that we converted into a just like a mower to cut grass basically and we'll go through in the summer once the grass gets grown up midway like before august we'll go through and cut all of our trails so it's all just fresh grass all the time it's never past knee high i'm sure the deer love that and we planted clover on it before like in the spring of the year we've thrown down clover every other year and the clover comes up really nice in spots and the deer love to just meander on those trails and we never cut any of the overhanging on these trails 
so when rut comes they have something to put their scrapes on and and make their their marks and then you know if there's bucks in the area is the easy way to do it is walk down the trail to see if you got a scrape or anything like that on there nice so that's like happens throughout the summer we typically plant mid-july so then the food that does grow on the food plots is still there in season that's kind of the whole point of it it's you don't want to put it in too early and then they'll eat it up right away and then you have nothing for season like there's nothing to bring them in so that's kind of what we've done and it's a learning curve learning how to do that i mean a lot of the people around here from you know north dakota they're like oh yeah that's cute you got a little plot master 5000 that you (laughs) told behind your atv (laughs) yeah here's my 40 foot disc that i use to plant my food plot or the 50 pound bag they buy from fleet farm yeah yep they they yeah so can, can you guys do the supplemental feed over there too or just food plots? No, we we cannot because there's a zone next to our zone that has chronic waste disease. And if you have chronic waste disease bordering a zone, you cannot put in other food supplements. Like you can't put feeders out during off season. That's a big no-no. You can't put any like corn or anything like that out. Even salt licks and mineral blocks, you can't even put yeah, those out anymore. that's like a big no-no. It's it's an attractant to be able to bring the deer from the other zone over, and then that's how you spread it. And you don't want to spread any of that around. It just gets to be really bad for the herd and everything. But so that's what we do on our property. And you know, when we go down there, we check to make sure the trees aren't all all good. If we need to cut down a tree, cut down a tree. But the other property, the the forty acres south of our hunting cabin, that's butted up to the 80 acres that actually butts into a wildlife management area down there and to get back to that 80 acres from public land you can do it it's a four mile hike one way across two swamps mm. and the swamps typically are you know waist deep of water but this year it's been so dry that we were looking at it and we went out and we're like man that swamp is actually a lot drier than it has been so somebody could cross it but the odds of it happening is very, very, very slim to none because it's a four-mile hike, you know. And if anybody to do a four-mile hike on public land might be a little slim. I was yeah. say, do you, do you ever run into people that are th- that do walk all the way across it and butt up to your property down there, or is it pretty slim that you see anybody back there? It's pretty slim. If it is, it's neighbors that are on the side of the swamp that we are on that come around, which it's we hunt the line basically is the best way to say it on that uh, state land and it's a very successful sand opening morning you know it's not always right away right at the half hour before but typically that person's in there sitting an hour and a half before shooting that's that's the rule of thumb if you're going to go hunt that stand you're back there like an hour before legal shooting time just so then it settles the woods down and you don't disrupt anything or bump anything out because the people in the public land they'll they'll push all the deer to you basically yeah we have a piece of land like that in south dakota where like there's this big little acreage that has a bunch of crp land and a lot of like if you wait the first two hours of the day there'll be a bunch of public land hunters and they'll push all it into my grandpa's land which down the crease down towards where his pond is they that's where they push all the birds 
you get to hunt all the birds that they pushed out of the public land. That's pretty nice. You're, you're like letting them do the work for you. Yeah, yeah. You, you push them. They push it all out of the crappy cattails, and then you just go hunt them in like little knee-high CRP. It's nice. So, what kind of stands are you guys running out there? Do you and, and do you do you move them around? <coughs> no, excuse me. They're very <coughs> permanent stands. I was gonna say, do you do you move them around at all, or do you have any that you move around, or any ladder stands or anything like that? We just put up a ladder stand that we used to have on our property, but all of the stands that I grew up hunting, and that's that's that forty and that eighty acres is where I grew up hunting. That's like the first time I ever sat in this deer stand or anything like that. That's where I was, and all these stands are built off of two trees that are you know, four to six feet apart with a board screwed across and it's a four by four platform with some railing around it and that's it. Hmm. Like nothing nothing fancy on these stands. Maybe some camo burlap around the outside to break up movement and maybe a little bit of wind. No heated shed with a TV to watch football. Well, and down there, no. But up north where we have our property, when we bought that 80 acres up there, it came with three enclosed stands and we put up a fiberglass stand three years ago now so we have four enclosed stands on that property and it's it's quite nice you know we got the yeah. buddy heaters in them and we got you know we got the battery packs like we we build our own like battery boxes that people use ice fishing and we got those out there and nice little buddy heater bring up four or five tanks for propane and you got that for all season and how long until you uh you get some some high-end box blinds. There is up. one. There's one. Box, the fiberglass enclosed one. It's a really nice stand. Uh, if you ever go through DL, and it's just outside of DL, it's it's an upholstery tarp shop, boat shop. He's got stands in there, too, and he sells those. Hmm. I'm sure if you, maybe, it, yeah, you probably did the summer drive by it all summer long. Isn't there a company that makes one of those that you can second it as a skid house? It's got the ice uh, holes ambush. in the bottom. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's Somebody builds one of those big fiberglass boxes. Oh, is it like a stump? Like a big tree stump? I, 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 I think I know what you're talking about. But it's got about. the holes in the bottom of them? Yeah, yeah so it's like dual purpose. Yeah, so it's like a skid house. It looks a like deer. a big tree tree stump. Yeah. It's like a stump line or whatever. I've seen those before, but ambush. They have them at Shields, or they used to. Ambush. Back in the bull hunting area. Ambush, what is it? Lines and stands, fish houses. They they make skid houses and deer stands, but one of those deer stands you're looking at like seven grand. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're <laughs> they're a little they're, expensive. They're not cheap, not at all. They are nice though. Also, just drag the ice castle out and just shoot one out the window. You That's know, it's funny. It's does. funny you say that. I wait, what? That's what Mike does. That's what Mike does. Mike Lamone said he did that, or his buddy did that, or something. His neighbor. Oh, that's does what it is. That. They have, I don't know where their stuff is, but, uh, yeah, they got a big, it's, I, th- I think it's like a 20-foot dual, or yeah, tandem like axle ice castle. Tandem axle. And it's yeah. not, it's not camo or not, it's white. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes deer, deer am- amaze me. They, they amaze me. Like, sometimes they're, you know, they, they see you sitting in your camo up in a tree, and they're like, oh, nope, can't go that way. But, but then they'll see this big ass white block out in the middle of the field yeah that's fine so burning a buddy heater propane tank burning that gas what do you think that's doing 
for scent. You know, you you can talk about scent control with bow hunting, and I'm sitting over here in rifle rifle season, and I'm sitting in a heated stand with the buddy heater. I feel like that. I feel like deer are naturally curious. I feel like they want to know kinda, what it is. That kind of falls into the. Oh, anyway, before I forget, yeah, they they pull their tandem axle fish house out, take the screens out of the windows, park it in the middle of a field, and that's what they hunt out of. Mm-hmm. But you know, around here and all over in the Midwest when there's farm equipment running all the time <clears throat> i mean how many times do you know everybody knows buddies that farm or maybe you help out farmers yourself how many times are you running the combine in the field or the tractor in the field and there's a deer standing you know 100 yards away from you not with not a care in the world they're just used to it mm-hmm. so i mean that's like with the the fuel smell the noise the propane i mean the I've also heard that that one really good way to prepare your hunting clothes, and this is more towards bow hunting, but to actually hang a clothesline up, start a campfire, and let the smoke cover their clothes. Because the the smoke smell is... A natural smell. It's a natural smell. It's not not something that they they smell it and they're like, oh, shit, like, what the hell is that? (laughs) Yeah, no, I... That's that brings up another point. One of my buddies that built a stand in in shop class, he built it out of wood, plywood, and everything over in the wood shop. And then over in the metal shop, he welded up a little wood burner stove. And he, he's like, "Yeah, that's how I'm gonna heat it." Oh, it's it's smoke, like wood smoke. Like deer aren't gonna get scared of it. Like that's what his reason was. Like, why would a deer get scared of a wood smoke? Like woods start on fire all the time well, i mean if canada stops burning their <laughs> country down <laughs> yeah it's, it's been good around here for a couple days now but uh that's been a pretty common theme it almost seems like for the last couple of years yeah they've been yeah. sometimes it's just in the spring sometimes it lasts about almost all summer like this year yeah this year was we had a couple days where it was... Two years ago, it was pretty bad, too. Yeah. That's what I mean. The last, like, three years, they've been lighting stuff on fire. But anyway, what, uh, so what else you gotta... You, how, how'd, the, how'd the razor work as a workhorse out there? Pretty damn good. I got to pull a giant rock out of the trail. Hmm. That was actually really fun. There was a big rock that, you know, we cut these trails into our woods and we did a whole trail cleaning weekend down on that south 40 because we don't really go down there disrupt it or whatever but we bought it now we can like start doing things like putting food plots in so we're trying to get the trails cleaned up really nice where you can drive a razor in there no problems and that's that's what it is now like you can park some of the spots you can park you know two rangers side by side where before getting a ranger through there was tight like we widened out our trail is pretty far now and the main trails that you know all everybody walks in and out on and then also if we do shoot a deer we can run a wheeler back there pretty simple without having to worry about hooking a stump or any small little trees or rocks or anything to to go over and there's a couple trees that were overhanging the the trail and those widow makers so we took those down and we just took a took a day to go through and clean everything up and and cut cut down everything that we needed to and you know we we probably got two or three big trees out that would have stayed there if we didn't own it and 
now it's now it's nice and wide and you can run whatever back there you can almost run a truck back there but through the front end if we kind of kept it narrow to deter people from mo- like finding it and mo- wandering back in there and just to keep people honest the honest people honest basically yeah you guys have cameras out there or are you just kind of not down on that south 40 but up on the the 80 that my parents own we have four three or four sellings see what you got down there for the year i mean there was a thought that was crossed but nobody really we have our cameras up on our property and nobody else in the group really cares enough yeah had enough care to do it but we uh, we made the mistake. We were down there opening in grouse season, and I made the snake of charging through all the the trails with my cousin, who we had two chainsaws, and I was in my razor, and we we're like, "Yep, we're just gonna go cut all the tree, trees out," and and my we're like, "It's opening grouse, isn't it?" Yeah, yeah, we flushed five grouse already. Yeah, we could have been limited out on grouse unit. He's like, "Yeah, we could have." I'm like. Why don't we wait for somebody that has orange and a shotgun to go go in front of us into the rest of the way? Nothing flush the rest of the way, which that's always how it works. Yeah, right. When yeah. you're when you're not paying any attention whatsoever, they yeah they're all over the place, and it's like yeah, there's another one. There's another one. Like, dang it, we should have should have thought this out a little bit better. But it's like fishing. You find the ones that you're not looking for, and then when you try going for them, you never find them. Yeah, solid point. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah the camera situation so i've been sending nick a couple texts and there was one text that we thought it could have been coyotes but it could have also been wolves and we've seen wolves down there in the past so yeah we've we've had some bad luck on our cameras this year we have up on our 80 acres we have two two does that have yearlings and i think one of them has two one of them just has one so try to keep them around but we haven't seen much for other deer activity and i guess i've talked to my brother and he'll he'll tell me if he's seen anything or my dad will text me and and uh, he texts me a picture what are these and it's like i think those are coyotes but let me get a couple second opinions on this because those look to be very big coyotes if they are coyotes i don't want to jump to conclusions of them being wolves but after Sounds like you need to get a coyote tag. Oh yeah, it's it's open season over the counter. Did I uh, did I send you a picture of Bucky? No, you did not. Did you name him? I did. Yeah, you you, you told me about him. You're, I heard it on the podcast. I should say that's wow. And then he uh, did a nice and then little. He looks that way. Ooh. And then he looks that way. How about the daylight one? That one wasn't a wasn't a great picture. Yeah, wasn't he a little farther back? Uh, that's r- towards the end. You can still like you can <sighs> definitely see him. And I was pheasant hunting that morning. Yeah. I, and and the unfortunate thing is I haven't seen him since, since. not uh, not this last Sunday. The Sunday before. But that. the Sunday before that, Ooh. he was out there at five o'clock in the morning, and I was out there at six. Yeah, go go back to the the previous episodes yeah. here if you. If you want to hear about Bucky and you haven't heard about him, but other than that, the, the cameras that we've got, we're running four cell cams out there, and it's kind of funny because where this one was, where Bucky was at, when you look at it, you think like, okay, that is where they're gonna anything that's in this area is gonna pass through right there. It's not the case. We've got uh, 
two more cameras one on the other side like where that one takes pictures of you can actually i can point in that picture where the second camera is and the other two are like 300 yards down the tree line the opposite direction and the amount of deer and critters that get picked up i mean they're skunks coyotes uh deer cats you know raccoons every a whole bunch of stuff bobcats you got the zoo yeah. <laughs> you got bobcats down there because we we just got a picture of a bobcat just not too long ago. Did you? Yeah. No, I haven't had that. I, I I have. Well, here I'll pull this one up and let you guys see it and see what you think. But it's just crazy to me that uh, you know this the the layout of this spot. It's not super. Oh yeah, look at that. It's not like super spread out. <laughs> oh, sorry. It, it's it's not super spread out, so you would oh, think yeah. that if they're if they're passing through there, they're gonna come down and they're gonna go through this pinch point. Well, he's eating all your grouse. <laughs> yeah, that one is. But my ca- the cameras have been fair. Like tonight, I had a couple does in there uh, during daylight. But uh, like, what do you? I think that's a coyote. If you zoom in on that one. Sorry, the people listening are probably like, what, what the what hell? What are they talking about? What are you guys looking at? That's either a coyote. Or a fawn. Or a very, very small fawn. Yeah, it kind of, doesn't it? You can see it. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, we're sitting here sharing trail cam pictures right now. Sorry, I don't have any. I don't have any land. <laughs> so are you, you I'm all. i go out and shoot those all geared up for season then flash you guys are ready to roll yeah i think we're all ready to roll we might try to get down we'll see we might try to get down and and uh put in our heaters into our stands before our season so we're not trying to do that like the friday right before season which i don't think it's an issue because if you're going to go out there the next morning you're basically doing the same thing so why not get them accustomed to that smell already i mean we've been right we try to my dad used to say, let's not go into the woods for, like, the next two weeks. It's like, well, why not go into the woods in the next two weeks and start making commotion so they start getting used to that noise? And we kind of gone away from that philosophy, and and we joke about it. The Friday, my, my dad shot that nice 10, 10 or 11-point buck, nice buck. And the Friday before, we were messing around. We were having a bonfire, and my dad was messing around being smart and, like, where we hunt and where we stay is a mile away, like straight north. If you go straight north from there, you're on our property. And, and my dad set off his panic alarm on his on his uh, <laughs> truck. And we may or may not have had a few of few uh, adult beverages that night. And, <laughs> and uh, it, it went off for about 15 to 20 minutes because he couldn't find his keys again. So that uh, that we we're joking. Oh yeah, you're just chasing all the big ones up north. Yep, just chase them all up north and. It came from the south when he shot it, so. But that whole making commotion, I don't think that's something to get worried about because the owners before our before we owned it, they they took wheelers and they drove right up to their stands and parked right on their ladder and hopped off the ladder and right up the stand. So it's like, and they still shot deer. Like, they have a tally of when they started hunting in my dad's stand that he sits in. He sat in the old man's stand that owned the the property before us and and he's got a there's a tally in there of all the deer that they shot and all the deer that we have shot so we kept that year tally mark and what it was and nice so like in my dad's stand there's actually a lot of cool sayings and quotes in there and 
I guess if you get there at dark, they're not quite moving yet. So, I mean, if they're gonna go through that area anyways, it's not like the four-wheeler is gonna prone them from no, walking and, back through there. And what we do is we, we park off of the Minnow Main Ends Trail onto our property. There's, like, a driveway, and there's two access points that we do it. We do have an easement to one of our neighbors on across our property, and and they hunt a 280-acre piece north and east of us and there's also a 280 south and east of us and then there's a 600 acre piece and everything like that and everybody in the neighborhood have been saying that it's not they've other neighbors have been having bucks on their cameras which sucks for us because it's not on our cameras but in years past it's it hasn't been an issue like they won't see bucks and then we'll see see bucks and shoot bucks so it's i don't know maybe just hoping for something to to walk by and give an opportunity that's that's all you can ask for and still meat in the freezer yep so the minnesota rifle season must open on november 11th it's the first weekend so i believe north dakota is november 10th yeah you get an extra day november 10th through the 26th and you guys get a week less right uh let me check here because i think it might be november 3rd We're researching here. <laughs> By the seasons. Season firearm eleven six. You guys open the sixth? No, that's not right. You should be able to just go on to Minnesota. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. Hold on. The ticket firearm. sales. November fourth. Through the 19th. Fourth. So then is North Dakota the... I thought it was the um, 11th. Give me a second. I can just look at my tag. Here it says that Deer Gun North Dakota opens November 10th and continues through November 26th. So are you guys' weekend after Minnesota? That that reminds me. I gotta go find my tag. I got it in the mail. And it's MIA. I don't know where I put it. I think it's in my filing cabinet. But Well, this last year it started November 4th. Why is it... Uh... Sorry, we're... Uh... <laughs> Page 58 of the Minnesota... This is... We should know this before we... Yeah, get into get this. Get on to the yeah, podcast just... and start talking about it here. Mm. North Dakota... Yeah, mine, what it says here is North Dakota deer hunting, or rifle hunting. Do we seem, we sound like a bunch of idiots right now. Yeah, we okay, here, I'm getting about. something. November, why is it saying 6th is the 14th? I feel like that was last year. Yeah, it's definitely last year. North Dakota rifle season. Yeah, November November tenth is what this is saying, which is weird because we're usually. I thought it was the eleventh, but I could be wrong. November tenth is a Friday. It's always Friday at noon. Yeah, that's what it's what we're what I'm finding here is that it starts November tenth at noon and continues through November twenty sixth. Which I always thought that we were uh, the day before Minnesota, but. Well, we get that half day. 
Yeah, the 10th. Right. Where Minnesota, doesn't it start on that Saturday? Yeah, it's Saturday morning. Yep. We don't have to start at noon on Friday. So the last five minutes of this podcast have been us avid outdoorsmen trying to figure out when the season starts. I usually know that, but in my defense, I don't have a tag this year. This is my first one, so I'm learning. Would you have applied if I didn't? No. All right. So, so what I found on Minnesota, it's November 4th through the 12th, so it's the two first weekends in, in North of November for North, for Minnesota rifle that I hunt. There's also other seasons that start later, and I believe those are like slug zones that are further south on Minnesota. And then muzzleloader is the 25th through December 10th, and we have hunted that in the past because... Your main, ta- your bonus tags that you buy for rifle season carry over for muzzleloader too. So in Minnesota, at least. So I, I've, I know we've hunted that before, but you do have to buy another muzzleloading tag to like a permit, basically, to be able to use your bonus tag. So yeah. You know a term that I haven't heard in a while. What? What nickname did you give me last winter? I don't know. What, the Beetle Guide Service? Yeah. So now I have... I'm going to use that this <laughs> coming up in a month. A little less than a month. What, are you going out with him now? <sighs> so, well, Timmy, Timmy wa- walk through oh. uh, w- how you ended up with uh, North Dakota Rifle Tag this year. Mm, I don't know. We were probably in the afternoon of this work day. And then he goes up to me. He goes, you know you should apply for a tag. I thought about it. I said, I don't know. And then he texts me that night. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'll order one. And then if he gets one, I'm going to go out with him. And if I get one, he's going to come out with me. Yeah, well, that was that was the stipulation I said. I said, <coughs> I said, look, Timmy, if I get one and you don't, then you can either come with me or you don't have to go at all. But if you get one and I don't, I'll go with you. And plan B is what happened. I didn't get one, and Timmy and did. One. So now, so was there a plan C if you both got one? You both just would be going out? Or? Then we go together. Okay. Because yeah. we, we all apply in the same unit. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I was unsuccessful, which then sparked Timmy going to Shields. Yeah, I, like, didn't need to spend money, but I spent money. So Cri- I ended up picking Christensen up Brothers or something. Like no, that. Okay. I I got a a Tika T3X and a 308. Nice choice. And then nice choice because I shoot a Tika T3X 30 out six though. And then I have a really bad addiction of never leaving guns stock, so I <laughs> tore that thing apart, and I got a straight grip on it. Um, it's got a bipod. A 5 by 25 by 56 scope on it. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what brand of scope and what model? It's an Arkin. Okay, I've heard of so that. So they... It's a... It's not really like a hunting scope, which I mean... Tim is going to freaking show that up. Bullshit, it can't be used for hunting. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to use it as a hunting gun. Um... <laughs> It might be on the tad heavy side, but I mean, I you, you road hunt anyways in North Dakota, right? Is yeah. that how they do it? 
Yeah, we're gonna shoot one right out of the ranger. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. T- Timmy and I might uh, might go on a pheasant hunting slash scouting, scouting mission here towards the end of October because the unit that we applied in, I'm not gonna drop the unit, but the not unit yet, at least the the unit that we, I don't know if I will. The only unit that I'll drop is two A, <laughs> and that's because if you want to go there. You better Bulldog. know somebody that has somewhere that you can go. Or Refer back to yeah. previous episodes, and, and you'll, you'll think, understand that I story. Think, I think that's the, the most like pissed Perfect. off I've ever been on a podcast. Yeah? You were heated. I was, I was hot. You were heated when I called you when I was leaving my hunting land to see how you were doing, and you were just heated with Sean, and you both were on a, on a rant right, right then. Yeah. But it was like just after it happened, so... You might as, not, might as well not become a door-to-door salesman because you can't even hunt on somebody's land. So, Okay, the reason I was mad about that is because she slammed the door in my face. Um, I'm trying to look back and see That's fine. what... Some of them are a little picky on uh, ep- deer. Ep- episode 26 is the one that I... Uh, that was a long time ago. Almost a year ago. That was November 16th of 2022. You remember the date? Spotify tells me what the date is. We're uh, we're over a year now of every day or every week consecutively posting an episode. It happened. You started it during hunting season last year. We started our our September twentieth. Ever since then, we've been posting every week, and I don't really see that uh, going anywhere. We're we're getting close to episode one hundred. That'll be a rowdy one. Hopefully it's over Devil's Lake. It'll be close. It's not going to fall exactly on Devil's Lake, but it's going to be... Recorded at Devil's Lake? Uh, Maybe. It depends. I I don't know. Shall we count it out quick and see where we'll be? Okay, so we're on what? This will be... This will be 77. 77. Yeah, so if we do weekly... Which coming like I said before, once once we get deeper into this hunting season, I don't honestly don't see a reason why we can't do a couple of uh, double posts, double uh, double drops on the week. Just for we'll see how many how many animals hit the ground. It'll be like ninety three ish is when we're in Devil's Lake, so that's that's a little shy of a hundred. But usually we get we get uh, three. Two to three episodes. I shouldn't say usually because the first time we did it was last year. But uh, I got a lot of good feedback on those Devil's Lake episodes that we did. Oh, the one where everybody gets to get in and talk. And we will have to try out that that mixer with the mic on just the mixer. Flash, you coming this year? Attentively planning. Yes. Excuse All me. Right. I will be attending Devil's Lake. Hey, Is I'll that be, better? That'll be my birthday weekend too. Ooh, Timmy gets fucked up. <laughs> so, so you're gonna you fully commit? You're in. I already fully committed on this. Okay, I'm pretty sure this has already been established. R- Rake Man is also fully committing. He's fully committed too. I was uh, gonna call him in on this one, but he's probably in bed already. So Justin from DSG yeah. has also committed. He's coming. Wow. He's bringing somebody else. From DSG. Nashville is coming back. My old man might be coming this year. Papa Josh? Yep, Papa Josh. Oh, wow. And then... Uh, is he going to bring the Jeep with all of his oh recovery yeah, stuff? Oh, yeah, 
Absolutely. Sweet, so I get my razor absolutely stuck. You can pull me out. Yeah, it won't be long, and we'll be starting to plan how we're getting Hopefully rigs the up snow, there. And, and the snow stays away. and But we can get into that at a, at a later, later time. Date. But as far as deer season for Timmy and I this year, I say an I because I'm going to be going with him. We're going to double team it. As I said, we're going to have to do a scouting mission to figure out where we want to start but there is a ton of public land in this unit that we're we're going to so you you have never hunted it and this is the first time timmy's getting a tag so this is obviously the first time he's ever hunted whitetail in north dakota so Mm -hmm. have you hunted whitetail in minnesota i did but i've never shot one before so oh really at first hopefully fingers crossed knock on wood then you get to wear that kill chain Oh, shoot, this is two weeks in a row that I haven't even worn, I the, just worn the host it. chain. Usually I, I wear it all the time. I just noticed it, otherwise I'd call you out on that. <laughs> so there's a couple different strategies that uh, you, get, you get a lot of stand hunting on private land. And you get the occasional stand hunting on public land during deer season for rifle and bow. You can do it in bow, but the, the, the nice part about rifle season up here in north dakota is that you have to wear blaze orange and i believe it's 400 square inches is what you what you have to wear so if there's somebody sitting in a tree stand you can generally see them unless you're walking back in a ways off the road and you're you know you're going to a specific spot then you might not be able to see them but for the most part you'll be able to pick those guys out and you'll know and then you get the guys that don't give a shit they're like the full camel and Toting a rifle around because they don't care. Or the ones that just, they see a guy in a stand and they're like, hmm, well. I'm going to walk right in front of your stand. Public land. Yep, that happens all the time in Minnesota. That's that's a that's a struggle in itself. If, if you're a public land hunter, I'd, I'd be courteous to others is what I like to say because you never know who you're coming across when you're in the woods. Oh, I saw know. something on TikTok about there's these YouTubers that do a. Is that like, the duck hunting? No, they're okay. they're deer hunters. I think it's like hunt public land or something like that. They did like a um, public land stereotypes or what not to do on public <laughs> yeah, land. It was pretty funny. And Flash, you touched on uh, road hunting. Yeah, we I'm, I'm, we do a lot of road hunting in North Dakota, especially if you don't if you don't have a place to go or I mean shit. I've gotten a I've gotten a tag. <laughs> This is not good. I'm trying to switch switch my fortunes here. It's not a good stat at all. Uh, out of my last six deer tags, I've only filled one. All in the same unit, which I will not go to again. But the one that I did fill was in the unit just south of the one that we're going to. So hopefully. If that's good. Hopefully I don't know. I uh, <laughs> will try it out. We're we're definitely gonna gonna get something. I mean, Flash, you you didn't fill last year. No, I did not. But I didn't go without venison last year. And how did that venison sausage taste that I I dropped off here? Honestly, I don't think I've eaten all of it yet. But the stuff that I did try, it was good. I try and it, same thing with fish. I try and not hang on to it. it all I don't want to I don't want to eat it all because I want to have some on hand all the time. But I'm pretty sure I have one bag of fish in there. And 
a little bit of sausage left and that's it so hopefully i'm hoping to get one with the bow this year and, and then fill it full and then possibly i'm tossing around the idea of buying a minnesota rifle tag this year Ooh. and possibly a minnesota bow tag as well mm. i mean that'd be something to talk to like your uncle jake and and even randy and rake men because they hunt relatively very close to where jake is and i know that if if they both shoot something opening weekend randy and isaac they don't hunt the rest of the season so i mean there's another weekend there to to have maybe an opportunity that that'd be up to them though i'm not extending out an invite for you but uh, i've thought about thought about asking but i also don't like uh Hey, why, why do you think I've never I've never asked you if I can come and hunt on your stuff either? You know, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a kind of a fine you, kind of a fine line that you you don't you don't like to tread on because you don't no. want to piss anybody off. And I, I I understand that. I mean, that's something that they would have to offer to me. For I mean, me there's to take that. There's some. I mean, I don't know because like if our place, the the North Pros headquarters up there, if that was bigger and we hunted on it dude i'd be like yeah boys whoever wants to let's go <laughs> like, that'd be come, fun that'd like, be come on up that but place you almost if you were on the other side of the highway where you had the trails backed to your land all of that is actually public yeah it's all public state land you, like but if you so it, like where you are you've got all the the, the houses back to you but almost if you had that acreage and then, like, nothing behind you, I think the the hunting there would probably be a little better. And there are. That's actually what this trail cam is sitting right here for. I'm going to be putting that out there this coming Friday. We're going to, sad day, we're going to put the campers away. But uh, I'm going to put that up there. And there are deer that move through there. It's just those houses are so close that it's so <laughs> dead to you try know, to hunt that. And if you if you do hunt it and you shoot one and it runs and it goes into their yard, you know, it's like, well, yeah, don't yeah. mind the the deer. So does that does that fall under city ordinance cuz it's close? I would have to look into that. I don't know. Are you guys within city limits? I don't know that either. Oh yeah. We're not far away from it, but right. I don't see know. If I can figure that out because I don't. If you pull on, pull up Google Maps and like Google the city, it'll show you like the. Well, if you don't get a Minnesota tag, we is could this, try. Is this an invite right here? I feel like I know oh. where this is going. I, I the think other you're Dakota. The other Dakota. Yeah. I think, I think you're out of I think city I limits. Ask some favors. Because I think the honestly, city limits, I, I would, I would. Go, sorry, go ahead. I think the city limits are on the other side of the lake from you. Like that's that's the city limits is the lake shore basically, mm. like the red border. I think that's what city limits are. Oh yeah, we're definitely out You're of definitely that. Out of, out of it. it. Yeah. Yeah. The lake helps. It's still, <laughs> yeah. It still doesn't, I guess, affect the hunting ability. But yeah, just like what you were saying, is if they run. And they end up in somebody's yard. It'll be the wrong person's yard. Yep, that's all it well, takes. I, I remember when we were when we were first getting that place going, and uh, do you know we've had that place for four years now? It's been that long already. 
Well, anyway, um, when we were getting that place going, the neighbors, they all kind of stopped by and said hi and seen what the hell we were doing. And uh, the one guy, he's like, yeah, season starts next week, and uh, I'm going to, I got a buck. He's like a five by five, and he, he sleeps underneath my bay window. <laughs> and he's there every day. <laughs> he said, if he is still there next week, I am going to shoot him. <laughs> like, oh, well, I guess if that's how it works out for you, that's awesome. <laughs> that's an easy, easy hunt. hunting. Easy drag, too, I bet. Yeah, yeah. Just drag it over to the to the, the hangar garage. And yeah, hang it up. Yeah. Flash, what do you got for a tip of the week this week? Ooh. What do you think about that? I forgot about one sports team that we did not do an update on, and I don't think we have done an update on. But NDSU got absolutely clapped by UND this last weekend, and that they deserve it. I mean they they deserve to to, to win that. It's kind of bringing new life back into that rivalry. But anyway, yeah, Flash, tip of the week. I would have to say that uh, tip of the week is to uh, sight in your rifles. Um, that's one thing that I haven't done and I probably won't get to do before season, but sight in your rifles before season and don't be that guy that does it, you know, Friday morning. You want to try to get ahead of that curve. Um, that was me last year. I think mine's pretty dialed in, but I'm going to go shoot it one more time. Just to make sure? No, just to shoot it. Oh. That's fun. Want to want to take mine and shoot mine for my for me? If you purchase the ammo. I already have the ammo. I don't have time. Otherwise, I would. But Maybe. So sight in oh, your yeah. rifles. That's your... Uh, what do you do for... How far? 100 yard um, zero? Mm, yeah. Yep, 100 yard zero. That's... I, the furthest shot I got in woods is, in the woods, it's probably only 80 yards for the furthest shot, but I overlook a field sometimes, depending on the stand I sit in, and the furthest shot I got there is 150 yards, and that's a poke. Like, I would have a split second to see the deer and shoot the deer type deal. It's like a little cutout that I could see them, but nice. that's it. But Yeah, mine's had a 200-yard zero. Yeah, you're also... Hunting from the road, so you kind of need hey, some sort easy, of... Easy, <laughs> easy. We're not always from the road. I got the range finder, so he's just going to give me the range. Oh, and then we're going to put it in, and I'll just dial, dial it, it in. and yeah. Just then you just we'll hold it right it. on it. Don't even have to guess, guesstimate on yeah. it. Yeah. So, like, one of the, the scopes... Both of the scopes that I have on my ARs are both caliber-specific <laughs> and zero it out to whatever yardage and take the knob off and turn it to zero and then you can go up or down from there those are nice i don't know if i've sent you a picture of it i don't think you have i didn't even know about this new pew pew until today that's kind of overkill but hey tip of the week here's another one if you want another gun just get a deer tag that that helps the scope does make it look like it's, it's overkill, but that's a pretty nice it's gun. It's quite large, but... You got the stainless barrel and everything, yeah. That's yeah, nice. You're, you're rocking what... Uh, Rakeman, he shoots a 7mm uh, T3. I, I don't know. I'm assuming it's pretty similar, but I think he's got a loop hold on his, but it's, it's a bigger scope, and he's like, well... If I ever want to go out west and hunt out west, I got it already. And I'm like, well, that's a good point. Because I only have a 3x9 on mine, a loophole 3x9. It's nothing 
it's a it's a nice scope but it's nothing to you know go shoot out past 150 yards with because it's it's at 100 yards it's hard to see the target like i'm right I'm, like really focusing in but like yeah i guess i did a lot of research on what i wanted i was in between buying a 6.5 and a 308 or going all out and getting a 300 win mag but i didn't know 300. just 300 win mag would be sweet but i probably shells and they're more expensive i probably wouldn't range shoot it as often as i would yeah it's it's it it's really it's hard heavier because i can get i can get some match grade ammo for my 308 for about the same price i can buy whitetail rounds yeah, for yep it, or to get 300 wind mag you're paying way too much to go shoot and you're steel. gonna probably be shooting your uh and to go shoot our range that we go out is only 200 yards so to go shoot 200 yards with a 300 wind mag you're, you're gonna put four rounds on a target and you're gonna oh let's set it in and you're gonna put it back in the safe so yeah it's not something the 308 was probably a really good choice to go with if i were to get another rifle for deer hunting that's probably the caliber i would look into more because that's a really well-rounded caliber for for deer hunting it's it's bigger than a 270 which is nice i'm not saying 270s aren't nice but it's more of a flatter shot than a 270 well and then i guess yeah the, the, the 65 creamore that's like a a smaller round so it's got less kick and like yeah isn't but the price per round was pretty similar but if we get another one of these pandemics you're never gonna find six five six, more yeah no. but you, you'll find 308 five five mm-hmm. six nine millimeter you'd find all that so the standard yeah that's what i usually just stick with something that i can find off the shelf a little bit easier because i remember for the longest time everybody was like oh the six five cream or six five cream or it's like that's sweet but it's a harder round to get in the end yeah and pushing Isn't down to like hunting season it's gonna start windling down oh yeah if shields doesn't keep up their stock or any small mm-hmm. mom and pop shop rifle store so doesn't uh isn't like the 6.5 cream more like a souped up 308 anyways or is what what's it comparable to because I, I i know everybody says the 6.5 cream more is like the fanciest gun you can shoot but um the round maybe, uh, maybe well a 6.5 is like a more souped up it's still a short action but it's more of like a i believe it uses a it doesn't use a 300 casing. I think it uses a 240 or a 270 casing or something like that, but it's got more power. So it's like a big shell, but it's got small lead, so it's got a lot of FPS behind it. Yeah. So it shoots really flat. That's what it is. It's a flat shooting It's a flat round, and fast round, yeah. I don't know. But. I think it's getting that time. You look tired. Uh, today was a brutal day. Was, nothing bad happened. I'm just beat. Just beat. whooped. See what I got over there. Oh well, yeah, Red Wings. What'd you get? Same booth. Same one that I had before. Oh. I just blew mine out. Oh the, no. Today, I, but then I asked them and they, I bought them back in October, November of 2021. Yeah. So they lasted me two years. Oh yeah, they they last. I just went in there because I was like, man, my feet are starting to hurt. And I, I looked at the insoles, and I'm like, ugh, that, uh, that's not good, the inserts. And I'm like, yeah, they're, they're shot. So I went in there and asked them, and they're like, just slap a new insert in. And I'm like, oh, 
$40 pair of inserts versus a $200 pair of boots? They're like, yeah, that's perfect. We'll, we'll even... They're they're more expensive now, I know. They're, I think those ones were two ninety. Ooh, what? No, they're not getting I get cheap. the king toe. That's what those are. The king toe composite? Yep. Oh. Yeah, those are a lot more expensive than I remember. Yeah, I don't know. I like my mock toe shoes. You I really don't. like those brunts. Um. <laughs> no, no, I don't. No, I didn't. <laughs> I did not. Why not? I don't know. They just didn't. They they took forever to break in. Oh. And then. All right. All right. Since it's question time. Finish what you were saying. Well, they took really long to break in. And then my feet started hurting about like four months in. And then we were working and they were blowing out the toe and the insoles were coming apart. Yeah. It's funny. We'd be sitting there on break and he'd be like scrolling through TikTok and he'd see a brunt advertisement. Oh and he's like, he's like, yeah, this guy's a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> Take you back to. They sold me on the TikToks because they were so popular. Yeah. I mean, I saw that too. And I'm like, I don't know if that's real or not. Yeah. I don't buy them. Okay. Good to know. All right. Question time. Who wants to go first? I had to come up with the tip of the week so Timmy can start. Or or you, Nick. I, I don't want to start. I don't have anything. Um, this is like the first episode anybody's ever called me Nick. It's kind of weird. Sorry, Bebo. 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 <laughs> Yo, Bebo. <laughs> you got one? Timmy, otherwise I can go. You you load her up. I got to think of something. All right. This, we kind of just talked about this, but your favorite kind of work boot. And since we didn't talk about this... Your least favorite kind of work boot, and why for each one. Favorite and least favorite type of work boot. I've had three different pairs of work boots, and I still wear one of the pairs because they're they're a pair of cowboy boots, and I I only wore those for like one summer. I've actually had more than that. Now that I think about it, but. My most favorite is my Red Wing King Toes. They're a very comfortable boot, very reliable boot. My least favorite were Danners, work boot, work shoes. They're work boots. They're Danner. Danners make good hunting boots, but not good. Not good. Uh, no bueno. I think it, the, the pair of Danners that I had lasted me like six months, and I'm going on month number nine on my Red Wings, and I don't think they're going to wear out anytime soon. So, or if not, it'll be close to two years by the time I'm done with them. So, well, my least favorite <laughs> is the the Brunts. I guess I've never wore any other styles than the one that I had. But um, if I had to go back, I'd go back to the Red Wings. Those were comfy. They're worth the money. Yeah, especially when you can get two years out of them. My my favorite is the Red Wing King Toe, just like Flash. And my least favorite for a work boot is the Ariat Cowboy Boots. I, they work. They're I still have a pair. They're pair. Like, if you're just going to go bum around and do some light work, yeah, they're great. Oh, they're awesome. for Like, I still have a pair, and I wear them all the time in the in the fall and, and yeah. you know, not working. But I had a pair for work boots, and I blew, I think I, I went through three pairs of them in less than a year. Yeah, they're, they're cowboy boots are kind of weird, because I, I wore a pair of cowboy boots when I was working one summer of electrical at the previous company that I worked at, and 
they work great because I was doing a lot of stuff outside, digging and whatnot. You know, they give you a wider, wider sole to some stand toe on. Space. Yeah, some toe space. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to wear them every single day like the work that we do. That that would be miserable to wear them. All right, Flash, your turn. Since we're, I want to keep a theme here. Uh, your most favorite type of cooler and your least favorite type of cooler. That one's kind of hard because I don't own a lot of coolers, but we'll go first. So, I do like a good Coleman cooler. If you get a good quality one, they last. They hold some ice. Not very long. But I think when you cheap out on, like, a Walmart special cooler, those are the worst ones. Yeah. Yeah, are you going for, like... Because, I mean, those those Walmart ones, those igloos, they, they have their place, too, you know? They have their place in time, I mean... But I, I would have to agree with Timmy that the, my least favorite would be the ones that you put ice in and it go back two hours, afternoon, two yeah. hours later and the ice is halfway gone. My favorite is, is Arctic. I've got three of the Arctics. I've got the... The Arctic 20, the Arctic 45, and the Arctic 65. They are good coolers. Fantastic. So to answer my question, my like the least favorite would be like those cheap, cheap coolers that don't don't hold ice, or even like a a cheap bag cooler too that yeah, you get a door prize or something. Yeah, soft side. But I will say that I do have the Arctic. Soft sided cooler. So Arctic is my favorite brand and type of cooler, but um I have the Arctic fifty two on wheels, the lightweight one, the one with the wheels. That'd probably be my most favorite. But man, now I'm gonna go against my own rules and, and add a third. A close second to my favorite would be my Pelican twenty quart cooler. That that's a really nice cooler. I love the handles on it. It's not like a rubber snubber, it's like a latch, like a spring loaded latch. Did you just say rubber schnubber? Yeah, rubber schnubber than Bob. <laughs> Did <laughs> I hear that, a niner by, in there? But by, by that you mean the latch that Yeah, like the little the, rubber The rubber schnubber. <laughs> the latch, the clasp, the uh The rubber schnubber. <laughs> the schnubber. <laughs> That's what I've always called it. I, I don't I'm know. I'm gonna what call it the, I'm gonna call it that from now on. You're gonna think of me every time. Yeah, hey, make sure you get the schnubber <laughs> shot over there. Well, we're talking about products. I was thinking this one on the way back to Bismarck, or from Bismarck to Fargo, because, you know, that car ride is so fun by yourself. What would be your ideal bird hunting shotgun? Are we talking about playing game or waterfall or what, what, what bird are we talking? Let's, let's not do waterfall. Let's do some upland, so, like, any grouse. Okay. okay. Nick, are you uh, searching? I am because I can't remember are what it's called. Looking for a, you don't have to say a brand if you want. You can say a brand, but you can. No, do I like have I have one in mind. Flash, you go first. An over and under. So for like, I would have to say the eight two eight Benelli over and under in a twenty gauge, probably nothing more than that, because then it's too much. You don't need that much more. I. I even think duck hunting, you can get away with the 20 gauge as long as you're 
taking closer shots, but an A28 Benelli over and under, that'd be a sweet gun to have. I would go with the Benelli Super Black Eagle semi-automatic. Three? Yeah. You want to shoot that sometime? You have one? Yeah, I sh- that's my duck gun. That's your gun? Yeah. That's, I, I, I mean, I'd take, the, take it up land bird hunting too, but... We should go shoot trap. Ooh, then I'll break out the BT-99 and... Just bring whatever you got. And I'll break out the BT-99, the trap gun, and, and see how, how dusty I am on my, my 25 straights, so... I'd be game for that. That'll be that'd fun. Be f- that'd be fun. But yeah, the 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 Black Eagle 3, that's what I... Because right now I'm just rocking an old Remington 870 Super Mag, which... Those are it, not th- th- bad th- this guns. Is, this is an old one, like an old, old one before they started making them a little bit... Nicer. Mm, or a little ni- bit cheaper. A little bit nicer, but lower quality. Yeah. Like this one, you could... Wixos actually got pretty much the same thing. I don't remember exactly what his is. It's very identical. And he said, yeah, this one's been at the bottom of a slough. It's been yeah, dropped in the river. It's been, and it, it still shoots to this day. But I would like to upgrade to a, a nice semi-auto. I will say with semi-autos, it's a very big learning curve of... Uh, don't just go bang, bang, bang. Yeah, you're done. You missed it by oh, like eight yeah. miles. Then <laughs> that, yeah, that's that's the thing with semi-autos. You got to be pretty disciplined with your shots, and and that's that's a hard thing to learn. I remember I mean, the first time we went pheasant hunting, and my brother bought Colin, but <laughs> I've got this fucking Colin. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even bring him up this time. Timmy brought him up. So I got the same gun. I bought it. I liked his. His is a left hand, but he got a Franke Infinity. And I shot it. Those it's are basically. It's a. It's like a, not poor man's. It Benelli, Benelli. makes them. So Benelli owns Franke, and, and it's it's a little bit. It's got engineered Beretta parts, and Benelli parts in it. Yeah, so you're getting both the best best worlds you could say, but I yeah. will say that the inertia system in those Frankies are identical to what Benelli has. And uh, I over the summer, over the 4th, Rakeman had me out at his place, and we were shooting trap, and he brought out his Franke, and I, I didn't have time to grab my trap gun from home or anything like that, and I didn't really want to take the time to make sure that gun is clean because that's a high-precision machine. But uh, I took out the duck gun, the Super Black Eagle three, and that uh, they shoot very, very similar. The weight feels a little bit different in it like how how like heavy the barrel is like the super black eagle threes feel a little bit more front heavy than that franke infinity which they're both very nice guns and i've enjoyed mine it's you can nice. see where benelli has like the advantage in like the smoother action than the franke but right. you can also see where some of those bread parts come in on that franke that it's nice, and I when yeah. I bought it, it was back when it was kind of starting, so it was it's cheaper. It's a little bit older and cheaper, it's, yeah. Um, they definitely went up in price. I think they're like $300 more than what I bought it for. Probably. Which is unfortunate, but... They got to be a better quality, too, I guess, so... But yeah, that... Yeah. that Learning that curve of a semi-auto is something else. I, I will say that I shot a Benelli Nova pump when I was younger... And, uh, you know, you, you are running through the rounds and I got pretty quick at, with, with, you know, cycling rounds, you know, not 
taking it off my shoulder to cycle it or anything like that. And, and then he stepped to an auto and it's just smooth. Boom, boom, boom. Ooh, that it's hard to, it's hard to take your time and breathe and think about your next shot. When you, well, yeah, when you the know next it's ready. The next yeah. one's just right there. Like, yeah. what do you, what well, do I got to wait for? <laughs> like, I don't got to do nothing. I just got to pull the trigger again. Sweet. Did you answer the question? No, I haven't. So Sorry about that. No, you're fine. I would step back to a pump-action shotgun, to a Browning BPS. It's a, it's a bottom-fed, bottom-eject. Probably the smoothest pump-action shotgun I've ever shot. You ever shot a Remington 870 Super Mag? Yeah, no, the, the slides are so much better than that. I don't know. Just a nice, good all-around. They're nice guns. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, second tip of the week. We don't normally do two tips. Tip, the third two. tip of the week. Is this the third tip? Yeah. What was Timmy's? I can't remember. I can't remember either. Oh, it was the, uh, if you want a new firearm, just get a, a deer tag. Oh, there you that's go. how oh, I got Yes. One. Okay, so three tips this week. Bonus. Wow. Do you guys know that Onyx Hunt now has a two-state option? What? Mm-hmm. You can upgrade to the premium two-state. It's forty-five bucks a year, and it you can select your two states. That was one thing that I was looking at over here. I'm gonna do that because if I I want to go. I don't know if it's going to be this year. I know I was talking about it, but I, it's more than likely going to be next year. But I think maybe, maybe not. Maybe it'll be this year. But uh, you go in there. Rotate, you know, in the next couple of weekends, then you can go in Minnesota. Yeah. But yeah, they they have a two state option, so you can uh, instead of paying for the premium membership the or the the elite that gives you yeah. all fifty states, you can get two states for forty five bucks a month. What are you looking at? Your calendar and how busy you are on the weekends. So next week, next Wednesday night, I leave for out west on a mule deer bow hunt. With Wixo? Yep. Nice. So that should be, should be fun. We'll be out there Wednesday night, hunt Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Come home. And come home Sunday. Sunday. You're yeah. looking to fill two tags out there then? Yep, me and Wixel will both have one. Okay. Anybody else going? Is it just you two? Or? There's a couple other guys that are joining us okay. while we're out there. I don't know that we're going to be doing any podcasts. We'll see. I might throw the stuff in just to have it with, just in case we want to do some while we're out there. But odds are that, I don't know, probably 50-50 shot whether or not that'll happen. And it depends if you can fill tags and that Thursday, Friday, and then you can have Saturday. to. It would be kind of fun to do a... Do a uh, hunting camp episode podcast that'd be cool to listen we, to that we've never done that uh that'd probably be a good good time to use the free mic on the mixer we've never yeah. never done that either just but try it even but we'll see maybe we'll i'll probably talk to wick so i think our episode next week will be a pre western bow hunt um western north dakota bow hunt I could be wrong on that but i'm pretty positive that's what's gonna happen um Jacob, I don't know what Jacob's up to. I don't know if he's getting out hunting this weekend or not. Micah is not this weekend. Uh, Mike, he's been farming, so he's just got his bow tag or bow tag and a rifle tag. Don't know if he's been out. So, does he know if he can shoot his bow yet? 
I don't know if he does or not. We gotta oh, have him on yeah. and, and and have him talk about his. He's got to do the rundown of what the hell he did to himself. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully we can get him on here one of these weeks. We got a, a pretty full full schedule of uh, podcasts coming up. This one was kind of last minute. I kind of uh, messed up. I meant to record two last week. Um, trying to stay as current as we can as far as what's going on, who's who's doing what. Um, just a little bit easier to do when there's not consecutive kills close together. But uh, we'll have some Minnesota hunting uh, topics coming up here. I know Jared still got his North Dakota bow tag. So as we said earlier, we got a handful of tags that are still still floating around out there. But uh, yeah, so what do you guys got? You got anything to anything to close with? Well, good luck to anybody that's still shooting bow. Hopefully they find the deer they're looking for, or the doe they're looking for to put some meat in the fridge or freezer. Uh, I would say uh, you know brush up on on your uh, hunting rules and rigs on on your seasons and everything like that. Make sure you're abiding the law and making sure you're not going. Oh yeah, when when's that season again? And and not acting like us for not looking it up for five minutes. minutes and, yeah, ten minutes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just brush up on all your rules and rigs before you go out so you know what you, you need to do before you, you go. And, and yeah, yep. What you can and can't do and stay safe out there. All right. Well, that is pretty much going to wrap it up for this time. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, make sure you leave us a like, a share, a review, comment. Keep an eye out on the Facebook, the Instagram, and the YouTube. We've got a couple videos that we've recently posted and a couple more that are currently in the works of being edited so good luck if you're out there hunting and until next time we'll get back to you